0: Every day this month and we'll continue for the remainder of this month uh, on our program. We feature an iconic artist and uh, try to give you some of the best of their stuff over the three hours of this program. And so Whitney Houston got the call today and she's been our artist in residence. Uh, we like to put it that way for all three hours of today's program. Looking forward to another another great artist uh, tomorrow. Uh, but Whitney, uh, sounding, sounding good on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, so you just met Dr. Tyrone Howard, whose new program, You Must Learn, will premiere this Saturday at 10 a.m. and be heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, going to be a great program uh, with uh, Dr. Tyrone Howard. Tonight, though, at 9 p.m., um, we are pleased uh, to introduce you now to Jill Monroe. Uh, her program is called RSVP with Jill Monroe. I like that, RSVP with Jill Monroe, and we hope you will rsvp uh, to listen to jill monroe tonight and every night um uh, again 9 p.m uh, to 12 midnight her name is jill monroe and i'm glad to have her in studio jill how are you today
1: i'm amazing how are you
0: if i complained i'd be in great you know me it's good to see you you came out yesterday and hung out with us
1: i did it was an amazing time beautiful location great music food Lots of fun. No, it
0: was a lot of fun, and so I'm glad that you came out. And uh, I think all of, we had a lot of hosts out yesterday. Most of our team was out yesterday. Some of them are out of town. Dominique is in South Africa, so so she wasn't there. And by the way, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't know this, make, make sure you tune in to Dominique's program first things first with Dominique DePrima every morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, just uh, in advance of me. Um, Dominique is in uh, South Africa and she's broadcasting live every day for the. How, how many days, Miles? Is it through this week, next week, two weeks? Yeah, so she's gone for a couple of weeks, and she'll be broadcasting live from South Africa. So make sure that you um, – uh, she sounded really good this morning. As a matter of fact, I, I was teasing our first guest. Uh, after I mentioned that uh, Dominique was in South Africa, I, I brought up my first guest on the phone line. His phone line sounded like crap. <laughs> Dominique had just been on for three hours from South Africa and sounded brilliant. So I said, you know what, let's, let's take a break and ship you up to South Africa right quick, and when we come forward, maybe your phone line will sound better. But it was just funny. Technology is weird like that. He was in D.C. and sounded horrible. She's in South Africa. It's not like she's in the studio. Uh, but um, we, uh, we we invested some money to make sure she had the right equipment to take with her uh, so she'd sound as good as she does. But uh, Dominique De Prima live in South Africa this week and next week, so do not miss a single episode of her program as she broadcast from the motherland. But Jim Monroe uh, begins uh, this evening at 9 p.m. She'll be here every night, Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight. I um, mean, you and I sat and talked about this. I told you I've, I've done this 9 to midnight shift yes.
1: uh,
0: it, earlier in my career, not here at this station, which is why I don't do it now <laughs> because I've done it before in my career. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a tough shift, uh, 9 to midnight, uh, because a lot happens in this city. But the good news is a lot of folk are in their cars because so much happens in this city. So people do tune in, that I can tell you. Uh but before I get into it this nine to midnight shift you that you start holding down tonight, tell me about Jill Monroe.
1: So Jill Monroe is an LA native born right here in los angeles grew up not too far from our studios in leimert park so i am a real real true (laughs) authentic la girl Mm -hmm. want to put that out there that shapes my perspective with a lot of things Mm -hmm. grew up in and around the entertainment industry have been working in various capacities. I've worked for companies like Virgin Records, Sony Pictures Entertainment, BET Networks, Mm -hmm. um, in PR marketing, brand development, programming. So a lot of experience on the corporate side in entertainment. And then about, oh, my gosh. Well over a decade ago, I started a sports and culture website called JacksonStilettoJill.com. Mm-hmm. We talked about sports and lifestyle and some entertainment bits, and it evolved from there. And now, fast forward, I started hosting. I'm a red carpet host. I work with um, an online website called E U R Web and cover red carpets for them, talk to creators and celebrities and stars from your favorite films and TV shows, and with that... Um, Robin Ayers, who is mm-hmm. on with The Rob Report at 6 p.m. here. We hosted an after show together um, for the Power um, franchise. Mm-hmm. And so when Robin started her show here, she invited me on to be a contributor. And
0: here I am. Here you are. And we're excited about it. Um, so the, the, the distinction I should mention, since you went there, between your show and Robin's show, Robin's show is strictly entertainment. That's yes. what we want it to be. She follows uh, Areva Martin, uh, who does a brilliant show every day from 4 to 6. Ariva Martin in real time is 4 to 6. Uh, And then Robin comes in at six and, uh, and sort of shifts gears and gets ready for Zoe to come on at seven. Um, so Arriva does hard news. Forty-six. Robin comes in and gives you the top trending stories of the day in the world of entertainment. Jill um, will cover uh, some entertainment stories. No question about that. Uh, it's the world we live in, right? Everybody's covering entertainment stories. I cover entertainment stories, depending on the story. Um, but beyond entertainment, it's it's sports, it's yes. it's culture, it's lifestyle. So you're going to get a lot. You're going to get a lot more. Of course, Robin's show is one hour, a brilliant one-hour show. But Jill's show is three hours, so a lot more ground to cover. Um, so again, sports and culture and lifestyle. Uh, we'll come to sports in. A second because you're a girl I can I can see that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk about your love of sports in a moment but let me let me let me come back to this notion that you raised a moment ago my friend Ren Brown was there yesterday as well at our gathering and I do have some friends in this town who were born in this town. Uh, we were laughing with Ren yesterday. Ren is a Wren is now his family is now third, fourth, fifth generation, uh, Los Angelinos. So I told that I said, Negro, if anybody gets a check, you're gonna get one first. <laughs> when they start passing reparations checks. he he knows that he his family roots are in this state. You're an LA native and you said a moment ago, that in many ways shapes your worldview. How so?
1: Um, I think that, for one thing, that growing up in Los Angeles, especially, I'm a Gen -er. Mm Xer. We don't have to get into specifics right now, but um, (laughs) I think that you grow up. Seeing the Latino community we have a very he- heavy Mexican community mm-hmm. here the two have always kind of intermixed sometimes in battles sometimes coming together so I think that from that perspective it kind of shapes your outlook how you look at local politics mm-hmm. I think that the black community here as it's shifted and moved we've watched it move throughout the city its early roots on Central Avenue mm-hmm. um, over there as it moved across the city into this area Inglewood and we've also seen the reverse as more black people are leaving the city and the state of California. So I think that it shapes how we view ourselves here, how people view the community. There is definitely a perception of Los Angeles from people that have moved here for different purposes. They may stick to the Valley or certain areas and don't know about the rich community and history that is here. So I think that it is important to get to know the city and to understand that if you want to get close to the black community, the best way to do it is to visit this area and other areas and learn about the deep roots and connections that are here in shape.
0: As a, as a, uh, uh, uh a person born and raised in this city uh, in the black skin that you, the black body that you inhabit. Um, how do you process the gentrification that I mentioned a moment ago, that's happening in this area, uh, in other black spaces, it's real as rain. And I know this because I work for Tom Bradley, uh, Tom Bradley, of course, the longest serving mayor in this city. It never happen again. Cause they changed the rules. You can't serve but two terms. Now Karen Bass hung out with us yesterday mm-hmm. at our event, but Tom Bradley was there for five terms and I worked for him for part of that. Um, I know that every year he ran for reelection over that 20 year period, the number of black people in the city of L.A. proper was decreasing. So black folk in the city proper were decreasing, moving to all these outlying areas. Some moved because of drugs and gangs. Some moved because of affordability. Some moved because they wanted to be homeowners. A lot of reasons people were moving out of the city. Black folk now. We were just talking earlier today on our program about the black working class, mm-hmm. right? So folk were moving out of the city. And now you see in spaces like uh, uh, Lemert Park, where we are, in Inglewood. I saw some white folk the other day, and I asked them where they live. They said, I live in Iwood. I said, excuse me? What's I would? They come in, they change the name, Mm -hmm. they won't change the culture. So gentrification has real world consequences. As a black person born and raised in this city, when you see the numbers of black people in this city dwindling, even though we have an African-American mayor, how do you how do you read that?
1: Well, I think that when my parents moved here, um, as I said, I grew up not too far from here in Ladera Heights. They experienced white flight. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was what was happening with our neighborhood. We watched our neighborhood change, go from primarily white and Jewish to primarily black in the mid-80s and early 90s. And then, as you mentioned, the reverse started happening as gang culture Mm -hmm. picked up and some other things. So you see the improvements that come to the area when others come in and it kind of makes you sad, but happy for your area. Let's face it. A lot of home values have gone up. That Mm -hmm. is more for black wealth and there are more black businesses, but it also, it makes you sad that you know that your coworker may not be able to get into the area because they don't have a fully cash down payment Mm -hmm. that others might have. So I think it's a mixed bag. We have to see if we can You know, we're not saying others can't move in. You're not being welcoming, but you want to make sure the roots and what built the area and the things that make it special stay in place because culture is important.
0: Yep, it is indeed. Uh, And uh, because she's an L.A. native, she knows this city better than most, and we are excited to have this L.A. native. uh, Commencing tonight at 9 p.m., host her own program called RSVP with Jill Monroe, a great deal more to talk to Jill Monroe about when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen to Tavis Smiley and Jill Monroe, who uh, is the host of a brand-new show, premiering tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, called RSVP with Jill Monroe, and we want you to do just that, to RSVP, to her program, and listen tonight and every night uh, as she gives you the best in sports and culture and lifestyle and entertainment, which is her bailiwick. Um, so it's going to be a great show covering a, a lot of ground. So speaking of which, um, how did you, Miles and I were laughing, uh, uh, we, we do what we we uh, we. we we call it piloting, uh, and they do it for television and for radio. So when we decide to bring somebody on uh, to our station, we spend some time piloting two or three shows to make sure that you know, we are who we are we are they are who we think they are number one yeah. and that they can handle the pressure of being live on talk radio every day so we do these pilots and miles and I were talking uh, while we were doing Jill's pilot about how, how adept she is at covering and talking about sports so how did you become such a sports enthusiast
1: you know as a kid growing up my father was a football plan uh, football fan he mm-hmm. played football in college mm-hmm. you know watched basketball again I'm from here so he had season tickets to the Rams mm-hmm. back in the day I would go with him I would sit at his feet with my Barbies while he watched games and stuff like that. So it just it was a natural thing that you know I kind of learned from my father and it was something that we did together. Mm. My mom likes basketball too, so um, that's how it started. And you know, growing up, I was a cheerleader. I tried to play. I'm a little short, so yeah. didn't work out too well. So I knew my lane, yeah. and my lane was as a fan who was very invested and. Um, I've been following especially the NBA. I watched yeah. NFL, a little bit of baseball growing up mm-hmm. that was more of a thing, especially here, but um, NBA is my heart. So yeah. I'm a Magic Johnson fan, a Kobe fan, lifelong Lakers fan. Yeah. and that's where it came from.
0: Yeah, very um, dedicated. Well you, you get along, you get along well with, with Andy. Uh, your board op. Uh, Andy is <laughs> is, a, is a big Laker fan as well, so uh, I'm sure we're getting a bunch of Laker talk. Uh, there are some Clippers fans in this building, though, just so you I know. I support
1: that. the Clippers, you okay. know. Um, the Clippers, I used to say, because I actually had season tickets to the Clippers, and I worked for Nike. I forgot to mm-hmm. mention that. And the Clippers was, I worked in brand marketing, one of the teams that I worked closely with. Right. So I felt like the Clippers at the time were a blue-collar team. You know, Steve Ballmer has a lot of cash, and he's mm-hmm. invested in the team. They're building out their new arena, they just have to stay healthy and keep things together. I think it's time for some changes to happen with that lineup. You mm-hmm. know, Kawhi and that knee, great player as he is. Mm-hmm. We have to see him more than like five times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrone Lou might be moving on. I think he's getting a little tired. So, well, you know, there's lots of things to talk about the Clippers, too. I won't ignore them. I'm yeah. not mad at them. They're just yeah. not my
0: favorite. Uh, I got you. I was in England the other day. That stadium's coming along, the Intuit Dome. Yes, it 2024. Looks, it, it looks good. Uh, to your point, Steve Ballmer has a lot of money, <laughs> yes. but that stadium looks like it's going to be a really nice place um, for 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 fans, uh, and uh, certainly for the for the players on, on the team. Uh, let me just ask you a broad question: um, what what do you, what do you make of this? This intersection, which you know, after all these years, is as dynamic as ever. This intersection of sport and race—any ways, in a number of ways—we could talk about it, but just, just broadly speaking, what do you make of the intersection of, you know, of of sport and race these days?
1: I think that as we have evolved, one, athletes have become full-blown celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, when, let's say, you take Jim Brown, who mm-hmm. is someone that was very close to you, and Kareem mm-hmm. and that whole era, they were fighting in a way for a different cause, and they were fighting for their visibility as well. Now, because these athletes have received the visibility, they've been on top, their athletic prowess has stood out. I think that we are starting to more so respect them as fans for their intelligence, what goes on behind. They sell us a lifestyle, so within that lifestyle, we want to know who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, there's the fun ways that we get into, but when you talk about race and the things that have just by nature that have happened, um, you know, police brutality, Black Lives Matter movement, we have demanded more of our heroes Mm -hmm. during this time period. And so I think that race, um, sports is something that Kind of is an equalizer almost. We know nothing really mm-hmm. is, but where fans come together and they kind of can overlook that for those two and a half, three hours or whatever that they're watching a game or a fight or a match, whatever it may be. And so I think that it's sometimes easier for others to respect an athlete and see their point of view because they can relate to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Speed of sports, big fight coming up. Crawford and Spence. Yes. Who you got?
1: I, You know, I am unsure. <laughs> I went to the press conference last week. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. I like a little trash. I am a sports fan that likes a little trash talk. Mm-hmm. I think the bravado makes it more exciting. I'm going to see how they do in their camps. They're both... Um, undefeated, so that makes it exciting. I think that seeing two black fighters is something that is going to be a payoff for the audience, and mm-hmm. they are both serious about their craft and ready. So I think it's going to be a good fight. I'll make a prediction later
0: on RSVP, there and we'll talk about it. Okay, well I'll make my prediction now. I I, I think I think. It's Spence. You think so? That's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. You're not going with
1: Bud. You're going to leave Bud out there? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think think I'm going with Spence on this one. But uh, anyways, you can see she's adept at talking about sports as well. Um, Culture and lifestyle. Uh, It is fascinating for me uh, the ways in which we've always done this, but it's just becoming more and more undeniable. The imprint that African-Americans place on culture and lifestyle in this country. If we do it, everybody else, of course— copies us um but whether it's 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 music whether it's it's sport it, it's art it's you know it's fashion it can be any number of things but there there is never a shortage of conversations for you to for you to tap into when it comes to culture lifestyle and black folk. black folk
1: I mean absolutely one of I feel one of the best American exports is Black American culture. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most successful as you mentioned it's the one of the ones that is most copied and it's changing. It's changing as we enter into a digital age where there are more ways for us to tap into other areas and make that imprint happen. It's changing in the conversations that we have around the diaspora and you know even things like food. What is considered food reparations? Mm-hmm. All of these things are coming into the mix, and again, there are more outlets for us to touch different parts and different places, and we see our impact in so many things, in K-pop, in um, you know, even in the artists, like World um, World Beats Africa mm-hmm. is obviously something that is unique to their culture and they develop but we know kind of in there at its heart of it it is inspired in some way by black american music mm-hmm. and hip-hop and that movement no so no just mm-hmm. seeing the blending of all of these things there's so many different ways we can look at it discussions that we can have new um
0: elements of entertainment too so speaking of food uh, one of the new shows that we are launching this week is a food show i've been People ask me all the time, you know, know, are you going to do a show like this and a show about this and a show about that? I said, we're only two years in. Give me time. We're working our way into that. Uh, We finally have a food show that I think you're going to really, really enjoy. So as I said earlier, throughout this week, we're introducing you to some other new hosts on our station. There are actually a total of five new shows being launched this week, including uh, RICP with Jill Monroe, which uh, premieres again tonight at 9 p.m. Speaking of which, tell me about your premiere show tonight.
1: So my premiere show tonight, we will talk about The Blackening, which is a movie that came out. over the weekend we'll have some interview clips from the cast it's all about it's a horror movie if everyone in the cast is black, who dies first? They have to play a game <laughs> to establish their blackness uh, and to see who's going to outlive this homicidal maniac. Right. So that'll be fun. We're going to talk to podcaster and author Trent, the artist Trent Jackson. He calls himself your keep it real friend. He has a podcast called In the Mix <laughs> with Trent. We all need one, don't
0: we? We all need one. We to all need friend. a keep
1: it real friend. Yeah. So he's going to go in on these <laughs> trending topics with me. We're going to get into some of that. We're going to talk John ja Morant and mm. some of the. Um, 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 things that he's come out and said about the NBA. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little Zion. The NBA draft is coming up so later this week we'll have an interview with Scoot Henderson who is on deck for the NBA draft on Thursday and we'll talk with him. We have showrunner, not tonight, but coming up but we're going to tease some things. Get to know me. Get to know the task but um, later this week Tiffany Mills who is the showrunner for Gabrielle Union's Journey to Africa for her 50th birthday. So we'll talk about you know, being a black woman working in this business going to Africa and her experience there and sort of what that was like. So we have a lot of things in store for you and a culture conversation. There's a good question that we ask every night. So lots in store.
0: We'll tune in tonight to see what the good question is uh, on tonight's program. It's a good one. So it's culture, it's lifestyle, it's sports, it's entertainment, it's all that. And then some, it's RSVP with Jill Monroe premiering tonight at 9 PM right here on KBLA talk 1580. Congratulations in advance.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I'll see you later tonight. Uh, Uh, That's our show for today. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow morning to do it all over again. Lord willing, until then, thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep the faith.